0: I thought with this episode, I'd talk about the ten or eleven things that have massively inspired me. I was thinking of um, doing ten poems, but r- really, I'd, it's places, music, TV series, art in different forms that have that have massively inspired me. And I'd, I I wasn't I don't even consider myself a poet without meaning to sound fake modest, but I just loved ideas and poetry. Just seemed to work, and especially in a time where there's Insta poet stuff, that's actually, it's just, almost works for a, a generation with a short attention span, um, quick words, quick ideas that explode, and offer much more than the ten words, a whole world in ten wo- in ten words. I've, I love that idea, sometimes I can, some of my lines are rubbish, sometimes they work but um, here it goes, I'll start with Charles Bukowski, I have mentioned him before, He, I'm 47 now, his stuff came to me when I was about 30 and um, I met someone on a tram and we hung out that night and she showed me a bunch of Bukowski books, and I went, "What poetry is actually accessible? It's not a, it's not a, it's not a safe to crack. It's um, and it just spoke truly and directly, without pretense." So many people have comment sort of talked about this sort of stuff about him, but um, the po- the poem that just I felt I felt like a massive weight off my shoulders when I read it was called "The Laughing Heart." By Charles Bukowski And I've put that in the description Of this podcast Like the rest of them So yeah, if you to check out the links To these poems or Other things Yeah, ch- check it out <laughs> um, But yeah, Charles is The Laughing Heart it, it just spoke so truly about You can't beat death But you can beat death in life And the more you learn to do it The more light there can be that's that line is the marrow of that of the short poem for me. Um yeah, you made you just made life all of a sudden feel like I hate the word I hate the expression it's okay to not be okay, but he kind of exploded that expression and refreshed the shit out of it so it actually had power behind it, not a limp cliche of okay to it's okay to not be okay. The second p- person is Michael Looney, who I've also mentioned before. He's Australian. Mum sort of was obsessed by him in the 80s and always had his cartoons on our fridge, like half of Melbourne or Victoria and Australia too. Um, he's, he's, he's got a poet sensibility in his cartoons. They're not always satirical or witty, even though a lot of them are. But his stuff is, it feels like an anecdote. Anecdote. What's the word I'm looking for? The other, the other one that sounds, it sounds like that, but it means a medicine. You're probably all screaming at me or whoever's listening. It's, it's this other word. <laughs> um, but they feel, his stuff feels also like medicine. Um, and one of the poems that I, was, I just loved um, as a kid and I still love it today. There's so many other, so many other cartoon slash poems that he's done. And you go, oh my god, yeah, he just, you know how to see through the bullshit of this world. But that were, it's called "Come Sit Down Beside Me." I said to myself, and I held my own hand as a small sign of trust. And together, I sat on the fence. Let's go something like that. But that's also a link in the description of this podcast. I don't know if you want to check it out, but he's he's a massive influence, and um. The next person would be Adam Elliot, Harvey Crumpet. That's his short film. It's a 20-minute film that won an Academy Award back in the early 2000s. And you, you can see the sort of, sort of the lineage, lineage, is that how, what you say? The, that's how, I think that's how you pronounce it, between um, Michael Loonig and Adam Elliot, But Adam Elliot's his own, his, his very own world. And it's it's... It's... it's it's beautiful. It's it's kind of charming, and also it's very innocent. But de- it's such innocence, but deals with incredible, incredible light and darkness. Um, it's worth it's worth a check out. It's about like twenty minutes long, and he's got a new film coming out. If you yeah follow him on Instagram, he's posting behind the scenes stuff of the moment um, as he makes his new feature, which I'm really excited about. But Speaking of light and dark and dealing with those issues, the next person for me would be Cormac McCarthy. And he said something like, I'm not interested in reading anything unless it's about life or death um, or both. Um, and I, I love that. I love um, his novel, The Road. That was a massive influence on, I guess, my early poetry. I kind of feel like the whole book is a poem, it's written almost like it was from the Old Testament, very short, sharp, and it, it's just, it's a quick read, oh, you know, whatever a quick read is to you, <laughs> I don't know, but it's one of those books that I've read, prob- I've I probably read it pro- probably through three times, but I can just pick it up now and just read a page anywhere, and it's just exquisite. It's a father and a son walking through a, what seems to be some kind of apocalyptic landscape, and the shit that they got to deal with. But that, that's that's kind of exquisite. That novel that's that blow that blows me away. It's pretty dark, so it's not something I want to revisit too much. But you can see a game like Fallout totally based on. That novel, The Road, which has won a bunch of awards, that's that's um, that's really worth checking out. If it the there's a link in the description, of course. Um, so movie so the next one would be Mary Oliver. She died not long ago. Um, her po- her poem, The Journey, which is kind of unlike a lot of her other poems, because it's it's kind of a it's basically a, a poem that sort of encourages bravery and, and cu- yeah, courage to live your own life and not listen to other people's voices. And it's, it, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Like, um, a lot of her other poems are quite nature-y. Um, I, I kind of said nature-y like, <laughs> like I was bagging it, but that, a lot of her stuff's beautiful and, na- and full of natural um, imagery, but the journey seems like it's a one from sideways. One one that did didn't seem like um part of her just just part of the stuff that she she really wrote. And it's yeah, it's really worth checking out. It's kind of it's a beautiful poem and it's inspired me. It's basically a poem that says live your own life. I just said that. <laughs> um, Alan Watts is a massive influence. Um, he's like a sixties philosopher. He's everywhere. You probably already heard of him. He's on YouTube. It's beautiful that we've got the ability to. It's beautiful that he's been recorded and we can still hear his lectures. Because part of his part of his charm is actually not reading him off a page, but actually listening to him talk. His the way he delivers has such beautiful charisma. And just, he's a jokester, he's a prankster, jokester. He's just laughing at the world with his cigarette cough. <laughs> it's so, so good. His energy is incredible. He's, it's kind of, he's, he's kind of the dad that you always wanted. Um, he's, he's sort of, he comes from an Eastern philosophy um, and sort of made it f- semi-famous in Western, in the Western world in the late sixties, early seventies. and. Someone like John Lennon was massively inspired by Alan Watts. Um, apparently John Lennon would record, in the se- when he was recording his solo stuff in the 70s, he'd, he'd um, bury his music um, in the middle of Alan Watts' lectures and then send them in the post. So if anyone caught them, it just seemed like it was an Alan Watts' lecture. Um, I thought that was pretty funny because so I actually googled Alan Watts, John Lennon, thinking that John Lennon must be inspired by Alan Watts. Some of the shit that he, um, some of the lyrics that he writes, and it's yeah, it was true. He loved him, but um, yeah, there's a great collaboration with Alan Watts and the South Park creators in the link. Um, yeah, that's worth a check out. It's it's a a little thing on how society slowly sort of te- teaches you into a jail, like a psychological jail, and by the time you're 45, all these things are promised to you, and then it was all a hoax in his in his words. That's worth checking out. He's been a massive influence. Um, then David Lynch, he might be my favourite ever artist slash poet slash filmmaker slash whatever he is. He, he's kind of a person who, he talks about... Um, he just, he says, if he talks about ideas in a pure form and he says it might be a music idea, it might be a, a film idea, it might be a, a sculptor idea, but it hap, hap, just happens to be that a lot of his ideas were film ideas and Twin Peaks kind of, at the time, I caught it 10 years after it was done because I was a bit too young for Twin Peaks when it was on TV. I was like 14 or something, but I watched it um, late 90s on VHS Hide it out from Blockbuster or whatever <laughs> it was, and it just gave me goosebumps. Some of the shit, the, some of the concepts that he, he sort of explored in Twin Peaks, and even the new Twin Peaks is equally as beautiful. Like, I yeah, he's he's incredible. That dude. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen Twin Peaks, it's yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy and wild. Like dealing with just other other worlds, and how he imagined. I don't know, I'm not even going to try, just, yeah, anyway, um, so I've got two more authors left, and they're both local, um, Andy Jackson, um, his book, The Thin Bridge, he's, yeah, he's an amazing writer, he's one of those poets, he's a poet, um, that his stuff's accessible, but he also wins a lot of um, kind of uh, he wins a lot of awards and a lot of a lot of poets that win awards I often find inaccessible a bit too self-indulgent and just flatulence on a page <laughs> but he's his stuff is yeah it's he, he manages to sort of skirt those two worlds of accessibility and pre- I don't want to say pretension but um, yeah, his stuff's beautiful, like, and in the same way, the second author, Mark Tred- Tredinnick, um, his stuff, uh, every time I read his stuff, I feel like m- the pl- my brain gets smarter, just reading, all his words are exquisitely placed, mine are the complete opposite, I just shovel them onto a, <laughs> onto a pile and see what happens, I don't draft enough, but I kind of love, how I love the energy of a, a poem that's um a bit muddled sometimes, but they don't all yeah mo- most of them don't work. But when they when it does work, it's really. Good. But anyway, I'm talking about Mark Trudinick. His stuff is yeah it's freaking excellent and beautiful. And the Fire Diaries is probably my it's it's my favourite because I've read it the most. It's back from 2010 2011. He's released a whole lot of books since. Um, he's like a professor at Sydney Uni and he's, incre- he's incredibly modest and he's he's so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> his stuff's worth checking out. And I, just lastly, I thought I'd mention music and place as inspirations as well. John Hopkins is an electronic music artist and his song Light Through Veins. I always see colours when I listen to that tune, I'll put that in the bio link in the not bio link the link in the description as well. But I wrote so much stuff listening to his his music and his energy. Oh, that's yeah, I I love it. I never would have picked myself as an electronic music fan, but I do love it. It's quite, it's incredible. And I, and while I was listening to this music, I was the places that have inspired me. While well, listening to the music, also Dramana in Victoria, where I wrote a lot of stuff back in the the late two thousands by the sea. Um, it was yeah, Dramana's in Victoria down the coast. I, yeah, I miss the sea, the sea, and that little town which gets plagued by a plague of humans or like flies everywhere this time of year, and the other places, the train tracks at night um, near Ripponlea Station in Melbourne that I wrote psst, I wrote my first few books there at night on my little laptop while foxes would crawl into the bushes and try and steal my backpack sitting beside me until I started bringing them food. There's lots of burrows along those train tracks and I love watching the trains go by at night. It was, yeah, it was, it was such a beautiful experience. But I almost feel like... I can't go back to the train tracks now. It was a moment in time that was beautiful. And I've tried to recreate that beauty by going back there, even though I was sitting there for probably 10 years, um, a couple of nights a week. I just It doesn't bring the same magic as it used to. That's kind of the, the be- beautiful tragedy of trying to recreate moments that give you goosebumps. Um, they just they just don't, you've just got to find them elsewhere You've just got to be open to finding be- beauty in different places But yeah, Dramana still has it for me And other coastal towns, but I've just got to Yeah, I think I've s- that's all I've got <laughs> Happy, oh yeah, subscribe to my sub-stack. It's um, I still haven't done much with it, that's in the link as well It's, f- it's a free subscription it's just a, a little place that I'm trying to build um, slowly. And I haven't really, yeah, like I was saying, I haven't done much with it yet, but I'll, I'm
1: intending to
0: in this year. But thanks for listening.